3: Tell me everything. I'm John Fiegelzang. We are at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. Turns out the guy who owns the show that's trying to kill me for the insurance money, he he thinks we should change it to Progress After Dark. Maybe maybe we'll change the name of it for the new year. Hey, welcome, guys. I hope uh, you've all survived the week that was eaten by paying attention to Jim Jordan. I'm very sorry it happened to you. It happened to me, too. Our thanks to Dean Obadala for being a great live lead-in. I am doing my last evening uh, from L.A. We have done the show from L.A. for the last six broadcasts. It's really been a pleasure. We've had some great guests here in the studio. And uh, I'm so glad y'all have listened because I've been here getting ready for the big Stephanie Miller sexy liberal comedy tour. I think it's the indictment tour. I think we're calling it that. But it's not really a tour. It's just one show of the entire year. And it's been a heavy week of production and prep and tech and all that. But that's tonight. And you don't have to hear me talk about it ever again. But it's going to be a really good one. If you're in L.A., there's still some seats left at the Saban Theater. They are going fast. This is uh, this is the alpha liberal show. This is, this is uh, uh, you know, it's the comedians, me and Hal Sparks and Frangela all of whom have been on the show this week, and Stephanie Miller. And then, uh, wow, our panel, Rob Reiner, Ron Perlman, MSNBC legal analyst, Glenn. Uh, by the way, I spent uh, Glenn Kirshner, who I spent two hours with this morning on stuff. But that guy, Glenn Kirshner, smart. Turns out he, he knows his stuff about legal business. And, uh, of course, Malcolm Nance, who I believe is parachuting in from a military plane. It's going to be such a party, and if you can't make it to L.A., why not, why not join us on the pay-per-view? Why not plunk down 20 bucks and watch the biggest political comedy show of the year? You can go to Meathook.com slash live, M-E-E-T, or go to SexyLiberal.com to get all the information. We'd love to have you. It's going to be really, really a blast, and uh, its you, I need to laugh. I hope you do, too. I'm excited to watch the other comics. We got a really good show. How did this happen? We have a really good show tonight. Dynamite Women on tonight's show. Jessica Densett is here for the very first time. If that name sounds familiar, it's with good reason. Jessica is one of the people who was part of a class action lawsuit against Donald Trump to free herself from her NDA that she had to sign when she worked on the Trump campaign in 2016. She was trying to come forward and talk about the campaign for years. She sued to invalidate the NDA in 2018 won an initial decision in March of 2021 invalidating validating the NDA for herself. And now this month, five years later, a federal judge ruled that her victory extends to everyone, everyone who signed the overly broad and illegal NDA. I am very excited to welcome her to the show. She is a, a pretty big free speech hero this month. Also joining us, comedian Mona Shake is back and... The great Jody Hamilton will be joining us for the second hour panel as well. Jody, of course, is the executive producer. Of the Stephanie Miller Show. She's also comedy royalty for those of you in the know. And we're always happy when she joins us here. Hello to all of our evil army of the night listening live. We love you all. We look forward to hearing from you tonight. And hello to our day walkers. Everybody who listens on demand on the app or on the John Fuglesang podcast. We love all you all as well. Please do consider calling in some evening if you're lying around the house bored and you can't stand to watch that friends rerun for the millionth time. Uh, we love to hear from our first timers. We're friendly. I promise. Even if our callers aren't. I, I was expecting to have people coming down on me for being too hard on Israel. So it was really refreshing to have a guy attack me last night for being too hard on too hard on Hamas. I was sorry that Chris Householder, our executive producer, couldn't be here because he missed a really good conversation. I mean, that Joseph from Virginia, bro, you can call back any time. Try to call back in the first hour of the show, not in the final minutes. But, wow, he, he, he accused me of being too hard on Hamas. And I had to come out and say, oh, brother, I have not been hard enough on Hamas. And I made sure to call them Nazi terrorists uh, while also calling uh, Netanyahu's regime gangster thugs. But that wasn't good enough for and I. I've been bending over backwards, talking about how, yeah, people under under it's under an apartheid system. If you're living in Palestine, it's incredibly unjust. Israel has blood on its hands. There's no doubt about any of this in my heart. But (laughs) go into a music festival and slaughtering young people, most of whom probably sympathize with your cause. No, Hamas, you're Nazi thugs. So I I welcome anyone who wants to call and say I'm too hard on Hamas or Netanyahu. I'm very ready for those conversations.
2: Yes, Chris. I just can't believe I leave for one night and you're being mean to Hamas. I mean, I know I wasn't mean enough, I guess.
3: Yeah, he was very uh, he, Again, he wasn't he wasn't accusing me of being too hard on on Palestine. He was accusing me of being too hard on Hamas. And I had to give him the dictionary definition of terrorism. And I, I had to act it out with puppets, which is hard on the radio. I want to hire him to call some of my ex-girlfriends. That's all I can tell. you. Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't really care what your excuse is. Yeah, Not interested. That's, by the way, can we all thank Russ for being so wonderful? Like, Dude, I don't ever want to do this show from home when I'm in L.A. anymore because it's oh, so much fun coming you. here in the studio with thank
4: you. you. Thank you very much, John. This is a pleasure being here. You know. oh, what?
3: what? There's oh, a there button. You go. There's the studio Okay, no. there we go. See, Chris? It's here, I have an applause button in this studio. <laughs> You've ruined and, it. And honestly, and, and the nicest thing about working with Russ is that I know that we don't embarrass him as much as we embarrass Thea, and Thea puts up with a lot it puts up with a lot from us uh, Chris, before I get to the show You want to tell the folks why you weren't here last night? Uh,
2: I went uh, Sorry everyone, I went to go see Willie Nelson If
3: you have to miss work That's that's a damn, there's a few things that are just like You're obliged morally You know, yeah. when Mark Hamill did this show In studio for the first time I came and took my child out of kindergarten And the teachers are like, oh, you, you have is Mark Hamill?
2: <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> it's, it's a moral obligation to remove your child yeah. So you've never seen Willie Nelson before, right? No, I mean I've always wanted to, uh, probably since like '98 when I was in college. Uh, and, and so
3: '98 was the year my favorite Willie Nelson album came out,
2: "Spiritual." And so uh, you know the, the chance presented itself a while ago, and we bought the tickets not realizing when it was. But uh, yeah, I saw him for the first time and probably for the last time. Right? Maybe you never know.
3: I don't. I don't think Willie's ever going to leave us. I mean, he's. Listen, I I, I want to get him back on the show. And I've been talking with his wife about getting him back. His wife's amazing. Annie is just great. But, like, he's 90 now, right? 90. So someone needs to tell
2: him that weed is a gateway drug to heroin before it's too late. (laughs) Uh, People at the show were kind of ecstatic and celebrating because they actually got to see him play. uh, Because they considered uh, here down here in Charleston um, to have kind of bad luck. Uh, steely dan was supposed to play here and it kept getting uh, pushed off and, and pushed off and then eventually just canceled because of the mm-hmm. pandemic uh jimmy buffett um played here a lot he's was revered down here he even had friends that he would come visit down here and um he um this was the the, the date of his tour that he had to cancel early last year and then you know go off the road for treatment And of course he died of cancer, and so everyone was just like, "I yeah. can't believe that Willie actually made it to the show." They were really worried. Oh, that it that's gonna... so
3: nice! And everyone sounded, was like, "Woo!" And how did ninety-year-old Willie play and sound?
2: He sounded amazing. It was so good. It was so voices there, right? Voices just so clear, the so beautiful. Voices there, and like the whole vibe was just so great. It was. I was really blown away.
3: Seeing Willie Nelson in South Carolina makes me think that might be the first show ever where there was more weed smoke on stage than in the audience.
2: Uh, you would think so, but it was an outdoor show, so
3: oh, so who can tell uh I'm so glad you finally got to see him he's just he's just amazing and uh a a true force of nature and a great american and an underrated songwriter an underrated guitar player. his guitar playing is just incredible even even now and uh He's done the show a few times. I'm I'm trying to get him back. I'm so happy that you got to go. I really am. What a what a special thing for you and your wife. Congrats, man.
2: Yeah, now and then. Oh, uh, and then at the, the concert she served you with divorce papers. So. Oh
3: well, I mean, I, you know, arguably two. You, two you, could, you could you could argue that the marriage peaked when you took her to see Willie Nelson, right?
2: I, mean, I think fair so. thing to say. Yeah. Uh, Anything? Any highlights from the set list for you? Uh, he did a lot of great covers. You know, he he played all the the, the hits of Sorry Kanga's barking uh, that okay. I loved and. uh um he did some great Merle Haggard covers and uh, he did Will the Circle Be Unbroken? It just I just loved every part of it. Nice. I'm so
3: happy for you. Yeah, Willie's just great. He's released two albums this year, by the way. Two albums. One a tribute to a country songwriter and one a bluegrass record. And he's just 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 great. All right. Are we ready? We gonna do this? We gonna do this? Let's do a show. This was the week that Jim Jordan ate. And I'm sorry if your week got eaten away too, but it's been a very busy day. Congressional chaos as Joe Biden asked Congress for a $106 billion military and humanitarian aid package for Israel and Ukraine. I'm going to say that again, $106 bil, bil, billion billion for Israel and Ukraine. But without a speaker, such a request is impossible to fill. Over 400 staffers on Capitol Hill have called for a ceasefire in Gaza. The bloodshed is escalating. More than 400 Muslim and Jewish congressional staffers signed a letter urging Congress to back a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, and they cited the anti-Semitism, anti-Muslim, and anti-Palestinian sentiment on the rise nationwide. Over 260 former staffers, From Senator Elizabeth Warren's 2020 presidential campaign, over 260 of them signed an open letter to her demanding that she call for an immediate ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. I have no problem calling for it right now as well. Hundreds of children have been killed. I think the message has been received and I don't think you're going to get that many hostages back alive if you keep bombing them. But, you know... Netanyahu's going to blow it the way Netanyahu's going to blow everything else. Donald Trump was fined $5,000 today for violating his gag order in the New York fraud trial. Judge Arthur Engeron also warned that continued violations could lead to imprisonment. I don't think he means it. I think I think we got to test that. Also, another Trump ally, former campaign attorney Kenneth Cheesebro, reached a plea deal in the Georgia election interference case, which we predicted yesterday when uh Sidney Powell flipped like a crack house mattress. Doctors have also said they see no signs of rejection or infection one month after performing a groundbreaking experiment of putting a pig heart into a human patient. The patient is doing fine and back to enjoying Fox News programming. Today is the 73rd birthday of our friend Tom Petty, who should still be here. Bella Lugosi was born this date in 1882. Jelly Roll Morton born this date in 1885. Arthur Rimbaud born this date in 1884. It's the birthday of Kamala Harris. It's the birthday of Snoop Dogg. It's the birthday of Keith Hernandez. It's the birthday of friend of the show, Oscar-winning director Danny Boyle, and Leonard Skinner's plane crashed on this date in 1977. Hamas has released two U.S. citizens. They were holding hostage in Gaza. This is a bit of good news to begin our evening. They, they said they released a mother and daughter on humanitarian grounds after mediation efforts from U.S. ally Qatar. Hamas has taken about 200 people hostage during their terrorist attack on October 7th because that's what it was. It was terrorism. Yes, and they live in an apartheid state. I'm over being polite. I'm going to condemn both sides. Are they equal? No. But I'm I'm tired of bending over backwards, man. There's innocent people on both sides who deserve non-douchebag leadership. These two Americans are named Judith and Natalie Ronan. They crossed into Israel from Gaza around 9.30 p.m. local time. And they are being transferred to an IDF base in central Israel where their family members will meet them. This is incredibly good news. It's incredibly encouraging. The smartest thing Hamas can do right now is free all of the hostages and show us that yes, while they are capable of ruthless brutality with shocking efficiency, they are also capable of decency and mercy. Hamas has previously demanded Israel release all Palestinian prisoners in exchange for the hostages. I wanna play a little bit from Joe Biden's speech last night when he said Hamas and Putin represent very similar threats to the destruction of democracy.
5: Hamas and Putin represent different threats but they share this in common. They both want to completely annihilate a neighboring democracy, completely annihilate it. Hamas' stated purpose for existing is the destruction of the State of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Hamas uses Palestinian civilians as human shields, and innocent Palestinian families are suffering greatly because of that. Meanwhile, Putin denies Ukraine has or ever had real statehood. He claims the Soviet Union created Ukraine. And just two weeks ago, he told the world that if the United States and our allies withdraw, and if the United States withdraw, our allies will as well, military support for Ukraine would have, quote, a week left to live. But we're not withdrawing.
3: Okay, now, Republicans, this is for you. This country has some serious problems. And you guys just wasted an entire week of our lives on Jim Jordan speaker cosplay. You put the people's house, into complete chaos because you have no plan. You had no plan. You still have no plan. Matt Gates demanded this asinine motion to vacate by one douchebag rule, and you still had no plan. They got rid of your mediocre speaker two and a half weeks ago, and you have no plan. <laughs> I mean, why should they? They have no plans for anything else. They got no plans for education, no plans for health care, no plans to fight climate change, no plans to raise the minimum wage, no plans to raise the quality of living in red states where 27 million people in 15 states have no health insurance. Their only plans are, of course, rewarding their donors and telling white people who they should blame for their anger. But this has been a clusterfuck, a shit show and a clown show all at the same time, which is what we call a cluster. Clown shit show. Fuck. I read that on Wikipedia. So we had the third House vote today on speaker. Just the third House vote this week. Uh, it was even more disastrous in the closed door meeting of the GOP caucus. Jim Jordan's challenge to be speaker is over. Today, he lost an internal Republican vote that was supposed to show confidence in him staying on after his third loss as the party's speaker designee. Not to be. He is no longer his party's pick to lead the House. And he was humiliated, really humiliate. Like, I think he likes it. I think he's one of those guys that just likes. I, he's like one of those S&M slaves that deliberately forgets his safe word. Jim Jordan's the guy you you find chained to a toilet in a Juarez men's room stall because he chose to be there. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We've all known guys like that. So he's done. Now we can get back to what he's good at, not passing any laws and not proposing any legislation that could ever become a law. Here is Representative Patrick McHenry, who I'm ready to start making Lucky Charms jokes about, reading the tally for the third and now final vote. And before you hear this, remember, this is not Jim Jordan's third lost vote. It's really his fifth because he lost the closed door vote to Steve Scalise last week, and then he lost the private vote today. Here is Patrick McHenry.
6: The House will come to order. The tellers agree in their tally that the total number of votes cast is 429, of which the Honorable Jim Jordan of the State of Ohio has received 194. (laughs) The Honorable Hakeem Jeffries of the State of New York has received 210. (laughs) The Honorable Patrick McHenry, of the state of North Carolina, has received six. All right, the House will come
3: to order. The House will come to order. Hey, that's me. I just realized. So, so, so this is what we discussed last night, that some House members told Axios that they know exactly what they're doing and that they are staggering their no votes. So Jim Jordan got 200 votes the first time. The second time, he lost more and went down to 199 Today, it went down to 194 They are deliberately deciding who's going to vote against him until he gets the message. This is like, if they're this coordinated and humiliating Jim Jordan, which I respect, well done, guys. I haven't praised Republicans in the House in a very long time. But if you're going to go ahead and humiliate that guy, I won't look the other way. But it's the first time in 100 years that the majority party nominee got less than 200 votes. Literally, 1923, Frederick H. Gillette got 197 votes on the first ballot, and it took him eight more rounds of voting to eventually win. Jim Jordan has gotten fewer votes than Kevin McCarthy got in 15 tries earlier this year. Kevin McCarthy never fell below 200, and it took him 15 times. And then came the secret ballot, where it got even worse, because this time (laughs) they were able to be cowards. And really express how they felt because they didn't have to say who was who. He got only 86 votes for speaker and 112 votes against. That means there's more than 100 Republican coward chicken shits who aren't man enough to cast their vote in public. But in private... They'll do it. Jamie Raskin had the best line. He said, it's a pleasure to vote against Jim Jordan every single day, but I never thought that would be my job. Come on, GOP. Let's get back to work. So he's removed as the speaker nominee three straight House floor votes, and the margin got bigger every time. I, I think he should have stayed in there. I think he could get lower. House Republicans will now start the nomination process with a candidate forum on Monday. We're bachelor number one bachelor number two and it's gonna it's it's gonna be I mean now that Jordan's out Steve Scalise is out now that McCarthy's not gonna run for a seat again it's a disaster I mean the front runner seems to be house majority whip Tom Emmer but Byron Donald's is counting on people not knowing much about his past it's a disaster for MAGA I mean I mean you had 60 plus Republicans publicly voting against Jim Jordan you know they're, they're afraid of their own party activists and that's why Moore did it in private they can't do it publicly but again, imagine if Donald Trump's second impeachment had been secret ballot. That's the lesson here, because I'm going to keep saying it. The media is not covering this, but this is a rebuke of Donald Trump. Or maybe it's a rebuke about MAGA douchebags giving death threats to the wives of sitting Republican congressmen. Matt Gates has a sad, folks. Corporal Van is not happy about the way the chaos he caused is <laughs> playing out. Uh, it's 17 days after he and fellow petulant... Douche nozzles voted to boot Kevin McCarthy from the speakership, and he really wanted it to be Jim Jordan. And he just doesn't understand why, why, why the House Republicans voted to secretly kick him off the ticket. And he was angry today. You know who he blamed it on? You know who he blamed it on the swamp. He said, "I'm going to try to get the voice right. I, I've, I've been working on my impression of him, and I, I want to. He's actually hard to get accurate, so I've spent a couple of weeks to get the subtleties." But he said, "Uh." The most popular Republican in Congress was just knifed in an anonymous vote in a secret closed-door meeting in the basement of the Capitol. This is the swamp at work. Can you believe I'm going to go to jail because I like to party with underage girls? Is that gay or what? Kevin McCarthy said that Matt Gates had done insurmountable damage to the country. <laughs> no, Kevin, as much as I hate Matt Gates, getting rid of you is something we can surmount, believe me. Although apparently, apparently he lunged at Gates yesterday in the closed door meeting, and uh, I, I would have, I would have let him go. Gates ousted McCarthy because McCarthy wasn't advancing the freedom caucus agenda quickly enough for his liking, and now there's no speaker. There's going to be no speaker for the foreseeable future. You fool. House Republicans are going home for the weekend. They don't care. Well, it's not their problem. <laughs> their, don- their donor money's solid. But we don't even know who the next nominee is going to be. L- these freaks, these fascists, these clowns, they-, they-, they can't handle something as simple as picking a speaker when they're in the majority. I expect Republicans to fight Democrats and do nothing. I don't expect them to fight each other and do nothing. <laughs> Jim Jordan has never won an election that hasn't been gerrymandered to help him. And Republicans, by the way, will probably never win the House or the Senate again without voter suppression, without their ridiculous, uh, uh, racist and unnecessary voter ID laws. I'll say it every time. There is no problem with voter impersonation in this country. No problem with voter impersonation. Voter impersonation has never swayed a single election. We don't need voter ID laws because we don't have a problem with. And they admit it. And of course, they would never win another presidential election without the Electoral College. Please don't forget, Republicans have lost seven of the last eight presidential elections if we're talking about democracy. And yet they've had the White House for 12 years because of dead slave owners. So now Byron Donalds is running for Speaker of the House. I guess George Santos is busy. Byron Donalds voted to overturn the will of the people in the 2020 election. Byron Donalds was caught fabricating evidence about Hunter Biden. Byron Donalds is a felon. Byron Donalds wouldn't denounce white supremacy. Again, I'm going to say it again. The best candidate to be Speaker of the House is Lauren Boebert because she will reach across the aisle and she'll give out more jobs. Kevin McCarthy is endorsing Tom Emmer. (laughs) He's the right person for the job. He can unite the conference. He understands the dynamics of the conference. He understands what it takes to win and keep the majority. Oh, really? Like you? But I can't say this again. The biggest loser today was Donald Trump. He had strongly backed Jim Jordan for speaker multiple times. And Jim Jordan has lost five votes. And Donald Trump today was threatened with being thrown in jail. And Ken Cheesebro pled guilty... It's another Shining MAGA Friday. We want to know what you guys think. We're at 866-997. Great quick break. We'll be right back with your calls. This is Progress After Dark.
7: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
1: dot edu slash podcast.
5: freaker or wherever you get your podcast on because you know i love it when you do
3: welcome back to sirius xm 50 years ago today the rolling stones hit number one in america with angie Wow. And today, on the 50-year anniversary, they have released their best record in decades. Now, I love the last one, Blue and Lonesome, which nobody heard. It was a blues record. But wow, for an original music album, it is so great. And yes, McCartney and Lady Gaga and Stevie Wonder are all on it. Hackney Diamonds, finally out. I love the two songs they released so far. That seven-minute sweet sound of heaven is great. But I got to hear the whole thing because I'm in L.A. and I'm trapped in a car all day. And wow, it's a good record. There's songs on here that remind me of Exile. Really, really great stuff. Uh, Highly recommended. Happy anniversary, Rolling Stones. I bet they have no idea it's the 50-year anniversary of Angie getting number one. This is Sirius XM Progress. I'm John Fuglesang. We're at 866-997-4748. Our last evening broadcasting live from L.A. before Stephanie Miller's sexy liberal comedy tour. And I am so happy we we, we kind of saved the best panel for last. Wow. I'm really thrilled to be in a room with these three people. Mona Sheikh is a stand-up comedian, host and producer of Minority Reports. She's been in Forbes, L.A. Times, Newsweek. She plays all over L.A., the Comedy Store and the Laugh Factory and more. She became the first Pakistani female comedian to be selected for the Laugh Factory's Funniest Person in the World competition and made history by becoming the first Pakistani female Female comedian to headline the Hollywood Improv hello hey,
8: hello I've been paying you off in all those empanadas and <laughs> I'm so glad that they are paying off So oh yeah thank you.
3: well no no Pakistanis make the best empanadas in all of Southern California I, I
8: mean that's kind of what we're known for Puerto
3: Ricans do it in New York City but here
8: well yeah, yeah I'm well I'm Puerto Rican in oh, right New on. York here and I'm Mexican in America in uh, California LA so. has the
3: best Chinese food made by Mexicans yes But New York has the best Greek diners run by Puerto Ricans.
8: That's true. (laughs) I I agree with that. Yeah, even the Indian restaurants here have... uh Mexicans working and they make killer Indian food let me tell you
3: <laughs> <laughs> welcome back Mona I'm sorry it's been such a slow news week uh, in uh, Muslim like, relations
8: literally nothing, nothing is happening yeah well, I- I'm so bored we have aren't Jim- you? well
3: no we have Jim Jordan here uh, professional rake stepper on of uh, stepper stepper on of rakes something Jim Jordan like Yeah, Jim he's here.
8: he always has like a stink face he like always. he smells something bad
3: yeah or Probably saw something, his own yeah or he saw something bad in a locker room one time and decided to keep it to himself yeah <laughs> exactly you know who else is here. You know who else is here? Because it's Christmas and 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 Hanukkah all at once. Jody Hamilton, who is executive producer of The Stephanie Miller Show. Uh, Jody has garnered several Telly and Aurora awards for her efforts and won Emmy nominations so far uh, and hopes a Golden Mike Award is not too off. Well, far we'll off. See. Jody co hosts the Excellent From the Bunker podcast, which I had the honor of being on. And it's my second time seeing you today. Hello. Yes, it is. Hello. Aren't you glad this bloody show is going to finally be done tomorrow? <laughs> you have to listen to Stephanie talk about it all the time. I know no it's it, it must be agony
9: it's it's i'm what time is it i did not nap so <laughs> you i'm didn't a nap little today? sleepy
3: how long have you been awake since
9: just carry the three um, since 2.30 <laughs> this morning.
3: You get, up at, you get up at what the fuck o'clock. You yeah, get up when this show is ending in New York yeah, usually. Yeah, pretty much. Are you going to be on stage tomorrow? Will yeah. you take the stage? I have to. Oh, they're making you? Yes.
9: Well, they asked.
3: You wore a super cute Star Trek outfit last year.
9: I, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, no, you, you're not going to repeat your genius, but
3: I can't wait to see what you're wearing this time.
9: It'll be a, something adorable, I'm
3: sure. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. And the Alpha Show. Tomorrow's it is. Tomorrow's Malcolm Dance... Ron Perlman, Rob Reiner... And Glenn Kirschner. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's a, a lot of testosterone.
9: Well, there was this this morning in the room. Uh,
3: this, th- that was the most crowded I've ever. S- Stephanie Miller's studio this morning was me and Glenn Kirshner and Stephanie and Chris and Jody, and then the guy who's trying to kill us off for the insurance right. money, and then Ron. the travel agent, yes. and then those two freaking dogs in the room. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean th- it was like a COVID wet dream of, of <laughs> no <was>. circulation <laughs> it in the room.
9: Thank God we're all boosted. Oh yeah, <laughs> even the dogs at yes. this
3: point. I, I just say I am, but yes. Uh, and <laughs> finally, someone I've Wanted to get on the show for a long time. Uh, who I had the pleasure of but meeting. We had a to year sign an ago. agreement
9: not to talk. We all about had our... to
3: sign a big agreement. Yeah. We wouldn't say about the negotiations to get her on the show. <laughs> um... Jessica Denson is with us. She is known for her pioneering legal work in validating Donald Trump's infamous yes. and illegal NDA in court. We have oh, a bona fide free speech hero on the show. That's Russ. But you're here, too. Um, <laughs> Jessica has made it her mission to expose the lies she once believed and demand accountability for would-be dictators in America. I think our friend Michael Cohen stole your bio. Um, <laughs> she also is the uh, she hosts the Lights On podcast, and you can listen to her and guests every Saturday morning. At throughout the week or tune in to watch the live video podcast on the Midas Touch YouTube channel. Those guys have been on our show every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Jessica, it is such a great joy to finally have you here. Hello.
0: Thank you so much. This is like otherworldly to be in a studio with people in the flesh. (laughs) I know. it's weird, right? I know. What is your
3: process like? Because in New York, we're on at what the hell o'clock and very often, like I'm just in my, we're only in the studio like one night a week because the Howard Stern Tower is empty. So I do it from the basement all the time with my cats So. this is very good for me, socially.
0: Yeah, so every week I look for a blank wall and a room that doesn't have sound in it, and then I set up my camera and, and connect with people by Zoom. That's basically my life weekly.
3: Oh, wow. Well, we're, we're so but glad to disappoint outrageous. you in the flesh. <laughs> um, I, I, I find your story to be amazing, and I, I, I was talking about your whole story earlier in the show, and I, I can't wait to see who plays you in the inevitable movie, but you've had a very big month. You yourself got free of your NDA five years ago, right?
0: Uh, about two years, two and a half years. Oh, sorry, ago, two March of years. 2021. Okay. Yeah.
3: But what happened earlier this month that was so historic?
0: Earlier this month, we forever avoided hundreds. I, they said 422. I happened to. I worked on that campaign. I happen to believe the numbers much higher. But you know, we only needed so many for the class action. They told us 422. Great. These people are forever freed to speak the truth. They formerly were gagged for life, could not say a disparaging thing about Donald Trump, <laughs> Eric Trump's. You know, wife's rip off of Tom Petty's song. Ivanka Trump's fragrances. I mean, they they could weren't not allowed say to talk about anything. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing.
3: Um, how is, bad she
0: sings. I mean, she's nothing. Could they, could
3: they say that she sounds like? No,
0: it said no disparagement oh of anything related to Donald Trump. So if she chose, if she so chose to, um, uh, you know, go after them, she was an unnamed third so party for the duration of that.
3: his presidency. The people who knew better couldn't say anything.
0: Mr. Free Speech, who is complaining mm-hmm. now that uh, the criminal. Uh, accountability process as an affront to his free speech rights, gagged hundreds, if not thousands of people for the entirety of his presidency See, and re-election campaign.
3: What I love is that I, irony is the one religion that will never let you down. I mean, if you need a religion, take irony, because it always works. And the week he's given a gag order, mm-hmm. hundreds of people are ungagged about him.
0: Amazing. I love it beauty
3: can i ask um what was it that first uh, your, your your journey is fascinating to me what was it that first got you into the campaign and and what was the process like when they gave you an nda did you know what it was when you first signed it
0: Oh, my God, John. You know, if I could go back to that moment, and I do, <laughs> I go back to that moment. First of all, what got me to work for him was being brainwashed for eight years by the likes of Fox News yeah. and just being totally sucked in, thinking that the Democrats were setting our country on fire and we had to pull out all the stops to save ourselves from becoming, you know, communist dictatorship.
3: Uh, communist trans dictatorship. Don't leave that <laughs> oh, part. Oh, yeah. We <laughs>
0: weren't even there yet. Oh, but
3: okay. Right. Uh, that's the <laughs> former is, slurs. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so they had me on the totally on a blasphemous, hypocritical faith and freedom platform um, that is has nothing to do with either. And <laughs> when, um, I think,
3: when I think Jesus' teachings, I I think of Como for Caligula. I gotta say. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, so I you know I put my acting career to the side and I said, oh my God, Donald Trump needs my help to become president of the United States. I understand. And I remember that moment, John. I remember that moment of being given that NDA and I had that angel voice that told me, Jessica, this thing looks. Obscene and absurd, but you are so programmed when you're in that environment and in that you know Trump victimization, you know propaganda. You're thinking this guy's being attacked from all sides. I get it. You know, we just have to go all in and protect
3: him. Attacked I mean, it's by so the contractors pathetic. he it's didn't so pay. <laughs> Attract, uh, attacked by I the know. women he sexually assaulted. I, I mean, the poor guy.
0: I know the poor guy. It was really. It
3: was I, I'm bad. guessing it wasn't one pivotal moment, but a series of micro pivotal moments that eventually um. Looked me up. Yeah. What, what I mean, when do yeah, you remember I mean, when you actually like realized you were you were done with this?
0: Well. Legally, I realized I was done with it a year later when I was about to lose my legal rights to sue because of statutes of limitations. No, and
3: I mean when you were done with Trump. like When, when you, I was when done you, with Trump, yeah. that was
0: gradual. Okay, that was yeah, gradual. I so agree. my legal, I, I initially filed pro se in 2017 to sue his campaign over a horrific experience I had. But the political awakening was gradual. And it was seeing more and more people in public service, because that's really the spirit I went to his campaign with. Like sure. I'm like, you know, I, I just want to be a service and help. Seeing... Person after person, Marie Ivanovich, you know Colonel Vinman, even the way James Comey was fired and couldn't ride home on on a government plane. I mean, it was yeah. just complete disgrace of how he treated people who were trying to serve this country. And I, I guess I recognized it in my own experience. And then on top of that, you know, realizing all of those blinders that I put on, like thinking, oh, he'll never do a Muslim ban. Oh yeah, right, Muslim ban. That's just a campaign shtick. Like day one, you know, Muslim ban. So
3: yeah. it was my, my little son's. <laughs> First protest march ever was at yeah. Battery Park.
0: Yeah. So- My mom
8: put a Muslim ban on me, too. Did she really? Oh, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> As a Muslim, that's kind of mandatory for Muslim moms to do that.
3: Really? Yeah. In terms of dating or just you?
8: Just, they just put a ban on your life. Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Muslim. Are you in a place where you're talking publicly about horrific experiences you endured or are you waiting?
0: No. And, you know, I've been speaking, it's in my lawsuit from okay, 2017, yeah. and I, you know, I did things in reverse. I haven't had the luxury of, like, going off to some retreat and writing a memoir, you know. So, I've been speaking out literally since 2019. Can
3: you share with our listeners what it was that...
0: Well, yeah, I was basically promoted by this guy. Uh, we were talking, Mona and I were talking about short men complexes before we came <laughs>
3: I have, a bra- I have a box of Patrick McHenry jokes I've written this week. It's a, it's a small box, but go on, please.
0: So I was hired by this guy named Camilo Sandoval. I encourage your listeners to Google him so I don't have to give you all the dirt myself. Um, but he, he hired me in his data department, very low-level position, and within two weeks, I got promoted by Steve Bannon, and it drove this guy insane. And so he hooked up with this other woman who was jealous of me because I was getting paid more than her, and they just um, launched an all-out slander campaign, accused me of of Leaking Trump's taxes, shopping bids to the media. Um, I, I was banned from Trump Tower. In my my photo was reported to Secret Service. I mean, it was it was scary as hell. Scary as hell. Literally felt like the pressure of that presidential campaign yeah. was weighing on my shoulders. You know, and, and the force of silence. We,
3: we've seen gone. how he treats employees who tell the truth about shit.
0: Mm-hmm. I yeah. I just want to know, was that picture pretty? Like the one they gave to the CIA? <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, look at yeah, her. I don't I think
9: just,
8: she takes a bad no, picture. No, no, no. I gorgeous. just wanted to know if it's like a you know where they, or got it? It? they took You one know where they money? got it, from? it from?
0: From? from? IMDB. Oh, that's a <laughs> Of course they did.
8: Oh, my God. My <laughs> my headshot. Of course they did. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. A headshot?
0: Yeah,
3: headshot. Sounds What I admire the most about your story is that even after you... Had your NDA waived, yeah. you weren't satisfied with that. You yeah. wanted to make sure everyone did.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I've talked, my lawyers and I were on my show. We had them all together the other day. And I, we talked about how when I first brought my initial iteration of the challenge to the NDA, I thought, oh, this will free everybody. And we actually went in and out of court and arbitration. Truly divine. I mean, truly God directed, John. Real, real Christianity was employed in this process. <laughs> and we ended up um, filing a class action two, two times. And the second time is a successful one. But these, these NDAs are so pernicious. They're, they're arbitration agreements. So mm-hmm. you can have, you know, all of these secretive proceedings going on. And the only way to guarantee that everybody would be freed, even after I won, and my precedent Freedom Omarosa, it freed another woman named Alva Johnson, the only way to guarantee that it freed everybody was to have this class certified and have an injunction entered so that, um, you know, Laura Trump can't sue anybody in the future. So. <laughs> For her
9: terrible singing? Is yeah. she the bad
0: singer?
3: Oh, she's terrible. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Did you rough. hear
0: the tuning
9: that it's they terrible. did on Fox or Newsmax or whatever it was when the she tuning? sang a cappella?
3: No. They had to, did they auto tune her in, li- in real time? Oh,
9: I ha- I'll send it to you. Sure. I have that audio. I will send that oh, to you. You man. can hear the tuning because it's.
3: The best part about Lara Trump was when she she complained on Twitter, because again, she's a petulant, rich lady who doesn't work, and said, uh, hey, Apple Music, where's my song? My song. Tom Petty... His whole family put out a cease and desist order. Wow. I mean, Adri is a friend of the show, yeah, and like to to not do it, and she called it my song. How like dare the she? the petulance. Again, we know that the Trumps don't really care about what's that word obtaining uh, consent. Yes, consent. Um, but like, how many artists had to say stop playing my stuff? So, I mean, what does it mean now that this many these all of these staffers now have their tongues untied?
0: Like I said, John, no more excuses. I mean, what are we dealing with now? Like in every aspect of our politics from the Republican Party, it's it's like a freaking academic of silence you can say fuck here
3: yes, i know, it's encouraged I know but-, <laughs> <laughs> but she she, she works so hard to get out of that trump vulgarity right,
9: so, yeah. right. yeah. i'm so used to fcc so it's, it's,
0: just,
3: <laughs> it's exhilarating isn't it, it is. after behaving yourself all morning every day to come here and yeah be an animal like me <laughs> um so it's got to be interesting for you because it, just today just today yeah only today the, 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 the judge engeron Threatened to throw Trump in jail for violating his gag. Do it. 25 House Republicans voted against Jim Jordan and even more. Over 100 voted against him in a closed door session, Mm -hmm. which I'm sorry. That's not a rejection of Jim Jordan. That's a rejection of Donald Trump because the Republicans in Congress don't think he will ever be president again. And Ken Cheesebro flipped. Just like yeah. Kraken Lady flipped yep. yesterday. Maureen, not Maureen Dowd, sorry. Um, um, what's her name from the New York Times? Is Maggie rep- Haberman. She's been on the show. God, I'm losing my mind. I haven't slept in two days. Maggie Haberman says that Trump is genuinely going through real anxiety about going to jail. Mm-hmm. Because my understanding is that Orange clashes with Orange. Yeah. Um, it's been really <laughs> bad. How do you? Are you in touch with other staff former staffers? How do people feel about watching this unraveling just begin?
0: Well, I can tell you how I feel. Please I remain do. I remain a persona non grata in the Trump world. I have Congratulations. I, thank you. I appreciate it. It's a badge of honor. <laughs> so I wish I could say that they've all reached out to me and said, Jessica, thank you so much for giving us our voices back and sure. let's talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> but but um, someday
3: some of them might want to, they, it, might. they will be able to because of you.
0: I yeah. thank you. I hope so. Uh but I can tell you how I feel. I mean, like I've always said, justice for Donald Trump is the biggest gift he could ever be given, to mm-hmm. face this man with the truth that he has avoided his whole life. Yeah. yeah, it's a miserable experience, but that's that's the moral chemicalization that leads to spiritual growth. So sorry, buddy. You know, the sooner you get thrown oh, you've in jail, done the, work. the better for you've you. You've done
3: the work. <laughs> yeah, I always said there's only two things he's afraid of, a strong woman and a strong wind. But um, <laughs> after yesterday, yeah, here it is. Maggie Haberman said that... Uh, A lot of people were shocked that she gave a guilty plea to misdemeanor charges. Mm -hmm. And she said that Powell's deal caught Trump world by surprise, as it did all of us. Because we discussed this on Stephanie's show this morning with Glenn. But if she cut a deal with Fonnie Willis, that means she has cut a deal with Jack Smith. Yep. 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 I mean, how bad is this for him?
9: And she's also had to have.
3: Yeah. Well, the cheese. Yeah. Yesterday we said, "Oh my God, the tea, the cheese's trials. The cheese will have it have a deal by tomorrow." Mm-hmm. And that's the only smart thing he could have done. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so. those two wanted a speedy trial. They got a speedy out there. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it's over already. Yeah, but the the Sydney Powell thing is huge. I mean, she was in that December eighteenth meeting in, in the, the Oval Office.
3: She was there. And He's, and he was talking about making her a special counsel. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. This guilty plea is basically a concession that every election lie is a lie. Mm-hmm. You know, this totally wow. puts a crack in
3: Donald Trump's defense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, nice. you have done the work. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's amazing. I think, you know, uh, I've been telling people for a long time, you're probably, and Stephanie gets mad at me, you're probably never going to see him in jail. I don't think he'll ever actually go to prison. No, what I'm trying to say...
8: I I agree with you on that, His prison... That's
3: that's, that's for my unpopular opinion later in the uh, hour. His his prison has already begun, but it's metaphorical. (laughs) Karma is going to kick his ass in public, and he's not going to get to hide. Look, if he's in prison, he could just join the Aryan gang. Let's make it worse than that. I, I just feel like, most likely, this country won't put a former president into... A federal pen, but it's going to be nonstop humiliation and bleeding money for the rest of his life.
0: Probably. We need to put him in prison. Well,
3: I agree. We need
0: to. I agree. We need to make an example. I mean, look, the whole world's
3: watching. I, listen, I I'm. Agree. I'd be. I've never wanted to be wrong more, and I never thought we'd get this far. Ninety-one charges in four jurisdictions. <laughs> That's it's wow. kind of beautiful.
8: I mean, his supporters keep giving him money, right? So he raised what five million dollars? Yes. Right. So if he keeps bleeding cash, how long are they? They're going to continue to keep. Donating, they don't
9: uncheck the box. Huh? See, mm-hmm. once you've started, unless you uncheck a box on the email, yeah, you're right. giving, you're giving in you're
3: perpetuity. Done. Like he can't stop yes. ripping off these people, yeah. and wow. they can't stop being obedient. But normally, if you want to give more, you check the box. With Trump World, you have to know to uncheck a right. pre-checked box. Yeah. He can't stop ripping these folks off.
0: Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. yeah. The using of his followers is is the biggest crime of this whole thing. I agree. That they and and that he uses them. As a shield for for what he has coming he makes them feel like they have to bear the burden of his criminal liability
3: but but, uh, as you know I mean from being on the inside a whole lot of them are more than eager to do that I am just amazed at what a cult it is and I love when they call the show because I just have a list of 75 questions I like to ask they just see what not a fight but I have 75 questions I ask I'll just pick a different random one and see how they answer because I know a thing or two about cults, and and I'm curious if that was your experience when you were on the inside. Not loyalty. It's not loyalty. Loyalty is a two way street. It's it's blind obedience. Yeah,
0: it's blind. I'll tell you another little insider observation Please. that I had right off the bat, and that is that the people on the inside of the campaign, especially from like a campaign and a and a whole right wing that rails against the elite. These campaign officials on the inside and campaigner, you know, staffers for the most part, other than the low level people, were so elitist themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they looked they they would talk about the so-called crazies out there like they were losers and like they were the, you know, the nobodies that Donald Trump thinks of them as. Yeah. But yet. They were using them, you know, know. They they dismissed them. They called them crazy in their own minds. This was the, the whole thing is a lie, you know. They're of course they, these people all know better, and I was so I was so naive that I you know walked into Trump Tower thinking that oh all these people are just you know so heartfelt supporters of Donald Trump like me, and we think this man's going to do such good for our country. Yeah, and I, I remember it. coming across people who were not as we've
3: all got loved ones who, who've, who've been there, yeah.
0: And I'm like, where's the spirit (laughs) you know not really realizing this people were all like snakes and grifters but that's basically who they are (laughs) did you find
3: that when you when you came out of the matrix like were 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 people on the left or or liberals or moderates or just anti-evil uh were they like i told you so or they like welcome out of the bubble welcome to reality we're happy to have you
0: I would say years ago, maybe in, in the early years of Trump's presidency, when I came out, people were like, how could you have supported him? How could you have worked for him? You know, there was more anger then. Yeah. Um, I think as I spoke out more, and it's definitely when people meet me one-on-one, I rarely get hate. And, you know, and I, and I try to project the same. Like, I will strategically and, you know, carefully, not putting myself in, in <laughs> harm's way, engage with Trump Supporters, especially veterans, like that really gets me. Yeah, me too. I'll, I'll engage with veterans or you know military families sure. that are Trump supporters, and
3: just don't hate them. Back. Yeah, I don't just hate them. I don't hate them, yeah. and I
0: tell them right off the bat: tell me what you think, tell me what you feel, no judgment. And then you know I try to bring them down. Like, oh, I'm not that good. I, I judge plays, but I, I don't <laughs> hate them.
3: Well, I mean, I, I think that you are actually a bit of a bellwether because more, more I don't I don't think Donald Trump's popularity is going to be greater. I don't think he's going to get the nomination. I think people are going to learn a lot of things from the next seven criminal trials between now and the RNC. Do you think he can get the nomination for president?
0: I think the Republican Party will nominate him. Whether he's on the ballot pending all of these 14th Amendment cases is a whole nother. I question. I think he's going to remain on the ballot. You think so?
9: I, I think he
3: should remain on the ballot, actually. I think he should. I think They don't well. kick
0: him off. Let him be voted.
3: Let him be voted out. I mean, But if- it's so
0: serious. I mean, that's why we have the 14th Amendment.
3: I, actually- I, know, but I know. But with I- him,
0: it's not
9: like Madison Cawthorn. It's not like Marjorie Three Toes. It's... <laughs> It's <laughs> Marjorie Three Toes. I want to meet her. <laughs> it's
3: not hard to do. No, I agree. I think as long as Democrats are talking about the need to protect democracy, being viewed as anti-democratic gives the right but wing way too much power. But you have to take that narrative
0: power. back. This is not anti-democratic. I, I mean, we, I, I know, I the know, reason right. Section 3 right. exists is to dispossess somebody who has already violated he, their oath thrown, from that having he, that opportunity again. If he's again. thrown
3: off the ballot, he spends the rest of his life claiming he would have won. Sure. I want to see him lose to this old man. Because Joe Bi- I, he's the only one I'm convinced Joe Biden can beat. Joe Biden, can wear a bathrobe and beat him at this point. I mean, I don't know if next year gas prices are nine dollars a gallon. OPEC's trying to make it that way. Who knows what could happen? But I, I think I,
9: Joe's got something under his sleeve.
8: About I think he that. does
3: too. Yeah, yeah.
9: Well, the brick steel is not
8: going to help. So the which deal? Bricks, you know, the brick steel that's happening. The uh, Brazil Russia. Oh yeah. India China. Uh, yeah. Everybody's jumping on that now. Like Qatar is coming out, and Saudi Arabia is coming out, and because of the whole, you know, um, Israel-Palestine, um, you know, fight that's going on, they're oh, basically yeah, we'll coming out and they're 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 threatening. They're like, hey, we're going to cut off all gas. So you're just like, well, how much are we going to pay for gas then?
3: Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's going to be scary. I but,
8: to Amish are going to win. Amish are going to win on this fight. <laughs> I tell you, they're going to pull out there. Yeah. Jedediah is going to do really well.
3: <laughs> but it's going to be. An <laughs> NASA's is $9 a it's
8: gallon. It's going to be okay? an insane...
3: I know. And, and listen, OPEC wants Trump back. I mean, they do. Saudis want Trump back. Of and so Putin wants Trump yeah. back. And all of North Korea, the most horrible people in the world. I mean, Netanyahu wants Trump back. Hamas wants yep. Trump back. Matt Gates wants Trump back. The most awful humanity. Yep. But I, I just think between now and next year, especially if the Jack Smith trial can be televised... Yeah. A lot of people are going to learn a lot of things.
0: Yeah. Reporters have put in that that motion to get those rules changed and hope so. Yeah.
3: Um, I want to shift over if we can to the speaker vote because I'm a fan of comedy. Let's take a call. (laughs) Sean in California. Welcome. You are on Sirius XM with Jessica, Mona and Jody. Hello.
4: Hey, hey, everybody. You know, yeah. Anytime I call, it's comedy, even though I try my best. But here's my thing with the. the House speakership thing and and what the... If I were telling the Democratic Party what they ought to do, it's not real funny, but it's what What I think they should do is say, hey, you know, we'll give you votes, you knuckleheads, because you guys can't (laughs) elect anybody as speaker. Um, We'll give you the votes, but the person, whoever that may be, I'm not going to name a name, they have to say that Joe Biden was elected. Hmm perfectly elected there was no rigged and fixed and donald trump no you can't stand donald trump and and that's never going to happen but look i want us to hold our you could get the first part to
3: happen you you could have you could have it be conditional for the first part to admit that joe biden is the lawfully elected president Yeah. yeah
4: right and then you start there and then you hold your position because here's the thing even though MSNBC and and some other people don't want it, they want us to be. Aren't you responsible for this? I mean, you shouldn't. You have bailed them out. You know, no, no. <laughs> we're not their parents. People, look, Correct. if they want to destroy themselves and do what they're doing, let's, we have to let them do it. We're not going to come in there and get all, you know, uh, this is exactly what they say the Democratic Party has always been. Guess what? Hakeem Jeffries got more votes than, than Jordan and McCarthy. It's just like, you know, we You're are right, together right now.
3: Sean, thank you for the call. What were you going to say, Jody?
9: Hakeem Jeffries has gotten more votes to be speaker than anybody ever in the history history of ever. (laughs) Hakeem
3: (laughs) Jeffries has gotten the most votes in 17 of 18 House Speaker elections this year. This
9: year. Wow. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Here he is earlier today. Uh, This is the next Speaker of the House, well, in 2025. He wishes the GOP would pick themselves up by their bootstraps, wake up and either choose a speaker or seek some bipartisan path forward. Here's the rock star
10: to find a bipartisan path forward so we can reopen the house and solve problems for hard-working American taxpayers. It's time for traditional Republicans to get off the sidelines, get in the arena, realize that the chaos, dysfunction, and extremism has to end, and the only way to do it is to figure out how we can partner in a bipartisan fashion to reopen the House and govern in a reasonable, common sense way. It's time for House Republicans to embrace bipartisanship and abandon extremism once and for all. That is your only way out.
3: Now, it's great, and he's yeah. right about everything, but you can also tell he's really enjoying this. You can <laughs> yes. hear him smile.
0: Can I just say, I mean, you realize if five Republicans just in five, Bi- just five mm-hmm. in Biden, you know, won the in swing districts that Biden won, mm-hmm. if five of those guys came over and yeah. voted for Hakeem Jeffries, they would be. Fucking heroes. Yeah.
3: Except your former boss would make sure they were primaried and would devote resources to making sure they lost their jobs. And that's why it won't happen.
0: Well, the Profile and Courage book needs to be a little thicker than it is. I agree. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I agree. No, they're all... We know they're cowards. New
0: Yorkers. The New Yorkers that got in. Mm -hmm. Come on. And look at Poland. Poland just did this. They did. Pro-democracy coalition came together to save Poland from this authoritarian Yes, but that's because they're
3: pro-democracy. We're talking about the Republican Party.
0: <laughs> but they were facing forces like, I mean, they were trying to put state propaganda yeah. on, on television. Absolutely. as oh, yeah. I mean, lo- trying to make it impossible to, to change their government at 74%. Of citizens in Poland came out to vote. Oh,
3: and listen, it's amazing to be alive. You know, five years ago, we were talking about the rise of authoritarianism around the globe, and now we're beginning to see it topple. I don't know how long Erdogan's going to last. Z. I don't know how know. long Putin's going to last. I'm hoping that Netanyahu and Hamas He's are gone. all out of a job next year yeah, this time. They're gone. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty inspiring. I mean, yeah. I hope America can catch up with democracy it's, at, it's at some the point. It's the
9: children. It's the Gen Zers. It's the babies.
3: I they're going to save us all. I believe all. they're our future.
9: They are. The children are our future.
8: We yeah.
3: have to take a break, or I'm going to get yelled at by Chris. Mona, you want you want you had something snarky. I,
8: I, do, I was just going to say, um, I, I like that gluten free. Generation.
3: They're all good, right? <laughs> totally. Had fucking gluten-free little fuckers. Don't need to be, I, <laughs> I love them. I don't need him to be keto. Just gluten-free. That's Just all. That's good gluten-free.
8: enough. Fucking peanut allergy. Fucking bring it on. Quick
3: break, and we will be back, and let's talk about um, preventable wars and preventable tragedies over here in uh, in the Congress. 866-997-4748, and we're going to have to do some uh, unpopular opinions as well. Uh-oh. This is progress. <laughs> Welcome back. Man, we don't have enough time. I wish we had two hours for this panel. Um, we are joined by uh, Jessica Denson, Mona Shake, and Miss Jody Hamilton. I want to play just a little bit of this clip, not the whole thing. Here's uh, Congressman Don Bacon, a Republican. His office released this voicemail that was left for his wife as an example of what passes for Jim Jordan's version of outreach among the MAGA faithful. I apologize if this triggers anyone who used to work in the Trump administration
6: why is your husband such a pig why would he get on tv and make an asshole of himself because he's a deep state prick because he doesn't represent the people um so what we're going to do is we're going to come follow you all over the place we're going to be up your ass nonstop. we are now antifa we're going to do what the left does because your husband gets on tv oh the bad guys They did, so I need to vote for Kevin McCarthy, a piece of shit, who everybody knows, and for his piece of shit ass, talk about Americans who are actually fighting for Americans. Okay,
3: you get the the general idea. Um, It's only the man's voice, but you can still hear the spelling errors. And um, (laughs) this is how Jim Jordan was working the room Mm -hmm. to try to get votes. Wow. Yeah. Are we surprised?
8: No. Not no, in no. The I, I I just felt that there wasn't a lot of passion in this guy's voice. But <laughs> this is my take.
3: Well, he was literally phoning it in, Mona. <laughs> he
8: was phoning it in. I, agree I want though. to hear
3: the man's <laughs> tight five. <He> gets,
7: <laughs> <laughs> every,
3: every time he hits me with the Antifa, it gets me every time. Good punchline. Yep. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, Stephen in Kentucky, welcome. You're on Sirius XM.
6: Hello, how are you this evening?
3: Good. I need to keep it brief tonight. We don't have a lot of time, but what's on your mind?
6: Well, I wanted to call about this Nikki Haley story I was just looking at a few moments ago. It says she thinks Hamas releasing two hostages means that the group is trying to earn favor with the United States. What the hell does she mean by this? Can you explain this to me?
3: Uh. Can I explain what Nikki Haley thinks? Uh, yes, no, she will say s- it, no.
6: What can you explain? What the hell she's talking about? Earning favor? I don't see this as earning favor. I see this as the fact that two hostages, innocent hostages, were released. Thank God yeah. for that.
3: Well, clearly, but I mean, as much as I hate to agree with Nikki Haley on the sky is blue, uh, clearly they did this to curry some favor with the U.S. But uh, to me, if they wanted to curry favor with the U.S. and the rest of the world, they would let all of them go Mm -hmm. as a symbolic sign that, yes, we might be douchebag terrorists, but we can be reasoned with. So, you know, I, I... but don't make me agree with Nikki Haley against Yeah, don't Steven. do that. I can't. That's I just can't. Oh, God.
6: Well, well, the fact is, though, she goes on and she's, well, everybody knows that, for heaven's sake. I mean, the woman, I guess, I, I don't know. I, she, I think she's trying to capitalize on whatever sort of foreign policy experience she didn't have as an it ambassador. It is, but what,
3: what she's really doing is trying to make Joe Biden look bad, because exactly. what she's saying is, well, the Hamas did this because they know they can manipulate Joe Biden, you know, <laughs> as if uh, as if Joe Biden's easily swayed by flattery like some presidents we could name so yeah, um, like his i think predecessor.
0: It was... love letters Ooh. anybody <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah yeah the way uh, the way his predecessor invited the taliban to the uh, exactly. to camp david
3: <laughs> i was thinking more kim jong-un but yeah you're exactly right so she was just trying to say oh biden don't fall for it don't fall for it again instead of celebrating two americans were released yeah. nikki haley is using it as an excuse to saying. beat up on joe biden on the day of a victory
6: and that's that business you just played you know, a few moments ago with that lunatic that called uh, the uh, Congressman's Wife. You know, no. I don't know what it is with people today. But this is the reason why we need mental health care reform in this country. And every time there's a fucking shooting, another shooting, oh, mental health care reform from the Republican side. And yet, if they of did course. that, they wouldn't have anybody vote for them.
3: Ah, I mean, the very is, nice. Very nice. Well, I mean, well, like I mean the but birthday. they don't actually mean it because, if you know, mental health care to me, you're talking single payer. Mm-hmm. The same health care system all of our capitalist allies enjoy. And that's what they don't want. Stephen, thank you. My solution is why don't we trade Nikki Haley for all the hostages? Ooh. I mean, it's not great, but it's a start.
8: I'm going to one-up you on that. How about the entire Republican Party?
3: Well, I don't think Hamas can handle it. I mean, <laughs> Hamas is trying- I think they're
8: going to outdo Hamas. So as
3: evil was- as Hamas is, if we sent them the Republicans, they wouldn't be able to get anything done. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Mm. By
8: the way, uh, terrorists are the only brown people that show up on time. I just wanted to put that up there. <laughs> uh, po- <laughs>
3: Yeah, you want to elaborate on that since <laughs> you get to get yeah.
8: that out there? <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> uh, jokes I'm not allowed to steal, but yeah. Um,
8: You're welcome to steal it. Right? No,
3: no, that's no, okay. No, 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 I'll, no, no, I'll leave that over there in your yard.
8: <laughs> and just be like, that's that's by Mona Sheikh. I didn't say that. This is Mona the weekend Shayk's update there. where Colin Jost does the. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Marvel we jokes. do opposite jokes. Um, <laughs> I'll do your jokes, you do mine. There's just been be a great. statement from the Martin
3: Luther King Center, and the Martin Luther King Center has called for uh, a ceasefire in Israel Gaza. They've called on our national and global leaders to recognize that a ceasefire and peaceful resolution form the only pathway to prevent the killing of more Israeli and Palestinian civilians. I agree. I think they're right. Seems I think reasonable. Israel has made its point. They have over 400 Palestinian children that we know of are dead now. Hundreds more are missing or presumed buried under rubble. Yeah. Israel is on their way to doing exactly what America did after our terrorist attack and blowing all the goodwill.
9: Yep. They are. Uh, they're, they're going overboard. And that's what the president said yesterday, don't do it.
8: Yeah, I mean, at the Egypt border, they are... waiting there with trucks, right? There's all these images of all the trucks and all the humanitarian aid and uh, Israel promised that they were going to open the doors and they were going to have that aid be given to the Gazans and they're not living up to their promise. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, what scares me the most and um, I I don't know if you guys, I I was watching this uh, online that apparently uh, China has sent its warships in the Middle East somewhere uh, that they're positioning um, and something to the effect of Russia intercepting three of the uh, British fighter jets. Oh. Yeah, which kind of, it, it's you know what alarms me the most, almost scares the crap out of me, is like, are we looking at the beginning of World War III? It's like, possible. Yeah. It scares the shit out of me. It's scaring
3: a lot of people in the State Department yeah, right now.
8: I'm just like absolutely because terrified. Because
3: if China's looking for a time to invade Taiwan, It's now. When there's two other wars 100%. going on. Yeah, but I think Biden also made it clear last night that it's not going to be hard on our budget to help support uh, both of these efforts because we are not committing any ground troops to anything. Let me play a quick clip from last night's address by Biden where he actually came out two days in a row and talked about a Palestinian state. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, Joe Biden talking about how Palestinian life is also precious.
5: The Palestinian Authority... And reiterated, the United States remains committed to the Palestinian people's right to dignity and to self-determination. The actions of Hamas terrorists don't take that right away. Like so many other, I'm heartbroken by the tragic loss of Palestinian life, including the explosion at the hospital in Gaza, which was not done by the Israelis. We mourn every innocent life lost. We can't ignore the humanity of innocent Palestinians who only want to live in peace and have an opportunity.
3: You know, it 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 would have been nice for him to talk about the plight of the Palestinian people historically. But yeah. otherwise, like I thought the speech was so nuanced, yeah. so perfect. Yeah. I thought he nailed every note. What did you guys think?
0: That's exactly what I said on my show today. Nuanced. David on he, he agreed. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I just, you know, whenever I'm trying to make an argument that seems unpopular or difficult, I'm like, all right, let me take the position of, in this case, the Israelis. Let me take the position of the Israelis. If your ultimate goal is not to have, you know, terrorist enemies who want to destroy your country, to they want to commit genocide, maybe you can not continue fueling the hostility towards your nation by, you know, this retaliatory decimation of civilians who are, I don't know, I feel like such an ignoramus when it comes to Middle East, but who seem to, you know, their support of Hamas has to be in some part to the extent that they do. And I'm not equating the Palestinian people with Hamas, but to the extent that they do uh, rooted in the fact that they have been so mistreated and treated as second class citizens
9: for so long.
3: Yeah.
0: From, uh, from Hamas and Israel. It's both.
9: Yeah.
3: Both. I mean, both. And and by, my, by God, the people of Israel who have had this uh-huh. bullshit from Netanyahu for 20 years, only I can keep you safe. Yep. As he's trying to rejigger the entire judiciary to keep himself out of jail. Yep, exactly. I, yep. I really do think that a year from now, both of these peoples will have a different leadership. Yep.
8: Um, so I have an um, Israeli comedian friend of mine. She's in Israel. She's quite popular. Uh, I don't want to mention her name because she's already in a lot of trouble. And uh, I reached out to her on Instagram. I said, "How are you holding up?" And she was like, "Mona, we, um, all the educators, all the comedians, all the artists uh, have been threatened, yep. have been approached by Netanyahu's government, and been told that if you say anything against the government yep. or pro-Palestinian, you will be jailed and you will be punished." Yeah. Okay, so this is this is when we talk about there's democracy in the Middle East. This does not sound like a democracy I agree. to me, right? No. Um, and I have to disagree with President Biden on the fact that he blatantly came out and said that, you know, Israel was not responsible for the hospital uh, bombing. Now, uh, there is actually uh, a tweet that was put out by the Israeli government uh, claiming responsibility for the airstrike, and then they ended up deleting it. They did delete right? it. But, but I mean,
3: but like American intelligence has, has also said it was it, it wasn't Hamas or Israel. It was the Palestinian
0: Jihad, the
3: the, the Jihad. And if you watch the Islamic Islamic Jihad, Jihad, if you actually watch the video, you You see that the, the missile goes off course. And the reason why it caused such a disaster in the parking lot, which was vastly overstated, it was not hundreds of people dead, but it did affect the parking lot because the missile was still full of fuel. And when it crashed, that accelerant sprayed all over the parking lot. And that's what took all the life. Um, I I know that Biden came out last night and said it, but it seems like he had been told by uh, by international and American intelligence that it wasn't a missile Israel fired. But. I don't blame... I, I said this today. I, I don't blame anyone for believing it was Israel, just like I don't blame anyone for believing Jesse Smollett when he first said he was beaten up by Trump supporters because right. he was black and gay. Yeah. I mean, there was enough evidence to believe him at first, and then more evidence came out. And I understand why people would believe that Israel would be capable of those kind of hostilities when we look at the carpet bombing that's happening of civilian areas.
8: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I, I think... Uh, I think And there's... again, we don't
3: know everything yet, too. So sure. Yeah, who knows I, think, we'll... I
8: think there's a one... Pretty big key thing in all of this. Uh, You know, I don't know if you guys know who Abby Martin is. Uh, Abby Martin has been, um, you know, going to Israel and speaking to Israelis on the ground. And, you know, she went to the West Bank, she went to Gaza, uh, she went to Hebron. um, And, uh, well, she tried to go to Gaza, but she couldn't. uh, But West Bank and Hebron. And, uh, you know, she has been, uh, and I highly recommend you guys watching it if you can on YouTube, Abby Martin, Palestine 101. And she really gives you this insight of of this, uh, this mentality that has been among Zionists, mm-hmm. not all Israelis, but among this Zionist mentality when, when she interviews them and she asks them, what do you think of Arabs? Uh, and their first thing is wipe them out, carpet bomb them yeah. and kill them, yep. right? Yep. So when you think of that mentality, you're like, wow, well, holy shit, this is, like, this is some deep stuff that, you know that the average person believes that the other party shouldn't exist. So then you go to the other side and the other side is like, well, they're trying to murder us and they're trying to kill us. So I'm going to kill you before you kill me. No. That's
3: why Hamas got power. And it's
8: like, holy shit, like, when does this end?
3: We call that Fox News over here. Yeah, all the good Christians for genocide. We got to hit a break. We'll be right back in just a moment. My God, I wish we had got you guys for two hours. This is progress. All right. We only have a little bit of time here. This has been really fun. Jessica, thank you for joining us. I hope we can. Drag you back into our rebel army of the night more. Uh, Let's play a quick round Uh of uh, unpopular opinions. You know how the game works. What's the opinion that gets you thrown out of the party? Thrown out. What makes your liberal or artist friends just say no? You can go now. I think uh, Barbie had a more political script than Oppenheimer. I think Indiana Jones Five is bloody marvelous. Jody, what is your unpopular opinion? I have to agree with both of
9: those. I know. I know. Um. hmm. I miss Tab, the drink.
3: Hmm. Okay. Why is that unpopular?
9: because nobody remembers it.
3: Oh, I thought there was all this tab I nostalgia. It. I remember it. Yeah, it's what grown-ups Ron drank when Lane I was a kid. drank it. Yeah? Okay. And
9: I asked him before he quit.
3: Why is it unpopular? I tweeted at does him. It, does it taste gross?
9: No, it's fantastic. Then why is it an unpopular beer? They don't make it anymore. Oh, I see. I have one can left.
3: Really? <laughs> Wow.
9: For maybe when I turn 60, which is in a few
3: years. I'm looking I might at drink you, Mr. Pib. Okay.
9: No, I, I literally <laughs> tweeted at Ron Klein before he quit working for the president, going, Can you tell Coca Cola? Have- <laughs> Bring back tab. Bring back tab.
8: All right. Pretty
3: good. So so you missed tab. That's I your, missed okay. Ta- that's not Mona, what is your unpopular opinion?
8: Um, pimple popping videos are relaxing.
3: Ew. Oh. What, what, first off, I didn't know this was a genre of film. It's a thing.
8: It's a fetish. It's a thing. Is it for kids and or is I it a am, fetish? I am one of those. No, no. Cutest. Is it a
3: fetish or is it, is it for kids? It's a
8: television it's, show. It is, what? It's it, a massage for my eyes and my brain. Why do you Ew. like it? Why do you like it? I know. I'm just it's like- so relaxing. It puts me to sleep. Uh, it's just- <laughs> What is
3: that? The sight of the, pus the, flinging the, onto a lens yeah. through the air? The yeah.
8: pussier, the better. Oh. I have never in my life seen a single video that has made oh, me gag. Oh, you came
3: loaded for bear for this game. Yes. Wow. Right. Have That's you seen Doctor Pimple Popper? It's no. this generation's cake farts. So thank you. Oh my god!
8: <laughs> I need to Google cake farts. No, you now. don't need to
3: Google that. <laughs> and that was and, and by the way, no genera- That was no generation's thing. You're judging this. You don't get to play. Mona, I was supposed my to bad. eat
0: after this. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Jessica
3: Denson. Now that You're you won't all, be having yeah? dinner tonight, what is your uh, unpopular opinion?
0: Oh, mine is so serious. I feel like such a loser. My unpopular opinion is feed your dog. Like I feel like this is an epidemic in cities that the dogs have to be like emaciated model skinny so yeah. my unpopular opinion is, you know, I'm not I'm not advocating like overfeeding, but just, you know, put some meat on the bones.
3: I, I, I is that unpopular feeding your dog? I you think would, it's a popular you, thing among pet lovers.
0: Well, take a look at the streets of New York and L.A. I mean, well, there she, are some she's skinny, in South Pasadena. And you've skinny. Skinny. Really?
9: Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, you know, I don't want my dog to feel like its butt's too big. I mean, honestly, people are looking so
0: they, oh, they have simple pleasures. Eat, sleep, play. I mean, just, you know.
3: I feel, like I, feel like I need to come out with, like come out and endorse Hezbollah to compete in this game. But wow! Um, <laughs> all right, Russ, it's our last night together. Uh, Jody misses Tab, <laughs> and Jessica thinks you should feed you, you should feed your dog. Um, <laughs> and Mona enjoys watching people pop She's pimples and see pus fly all over the yeah.
8: Yeah, oh, wow. That's I won last winner. time, too. I won last time, too. Well, you, it's not even
3: close. You know how to repulse a crowd. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations.
8: That's what my family tells me, but thank you.
0: Um.
3: This has been super fun. Thank you all for joining us. Jessica, how can our listeners follow you and keep up with your work?
0: Follow me uh, at thejessicadenson.com. Get lights on with Jessica Denson wherever you get your podcast. And I am finally writing that book, so look forward right to it in 2024. Yay.
3: Mona, how do we follow you?
0: You can follow me. Uh, I mean, I'm looking for personal stalkers,
8: so holla up, eh? <laughs> Uh But uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Monas Comedy, on Facebook at Monashek Comedian, and I'm actually back on TikTok at Monashek Comedian.
3: And Jody, board. I'll see you for the Sexy God, Liberal Show, but how tomorrow. do we follow you?
9: Uh, just stalk me at StephanieMiller.com.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm John Fegelson. Keep it tuned to SiriusXM Progress. Peace.